0: Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at any maccom or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Mac Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details.
1: Is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the '90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not, or even close to, the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays,
2: and the Rays do this for a reason. Like you're the Yanks.
1: The sports talk with RJ. I'm Steve Risser, along here with Justin D'Onofrio. And it happened to the Giants on Sunday, a very unfortunate loss. Uh, they were down 7 nothing in the second quarter of the Raiders when Daniel Jones went down with a non-contact injury. And then on Monday it was confirmed that he tore his ACL and he is now out for the season. And for the Giants, they're they, 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 right now they, they have no chance. The season is over. At this point they're better, they're, they're better off getting a top-five pick. We'll see what happens. They have, they have, the schedule's favorable, but they're better off right now getting a top-five pick. And honestly – we're going to get to this question. I think they're better off if a, if a quarterback is there, if Drake may or Caleb Williams is there, I think you take him. I, 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 I think you eventually move on. from. I think you move on from Daniel Jones. Yeah. He might be on the team next year because of his cap hit, but I think the smart move for the giants right now is you move on from Dan. If, if you have the opportunity to move on, I think you move on from Daniel Jones.
2: Yeah. I'm with you. I think he probably played, you know, I, I think, yeah, probably played his last snap as a giant, you know, um, yeah, unfortunately I know, yeah, you, you know, they can get out of it after next year, but yeah, you know, with the injury concerns again, you know, with the neck and, you know, now with the need and the kind of, you know, his running threat. So kind of big for him, um, you know, I, you know, at the quarterback position, yeah, it's an unfortunate loss. It, you know, it's just, it's been a horrible year so far for the giant, just a total step in the wrong direction this year. But yeah, I think it's probably, especially you said, you know, you're, it's, you know, we never know how any of these quarterbacks are going to pan out, but it is a loaded quarterback draft. So if you are in position to get one of those QBs, I feel like you, you got to be, able, you got to take one of those guys. And I think, you know, I think the Giants should, if they're in that position, which most likely they probably are going to be.
1: They have to, they have to, because even if Jones comes back, you don't know what kind of player he's going to be. You know how he's going to recover from this ACL. And you said it. His biggest strength is what he does with his legs. He what he does with his legs. You never know if he's going to be the same again. And, and the thing is, is going to next year too. Next year's uh, would be a make or break year. You don't know when he's going to be ready to play next year, and you don't want to be playing somebody a backup and start. Want to be playing a backup and starting zero three. So, yeah, at, th- at this point, I, I just think I just think you got, you, you got to move on. I think I th- I, I know. And, and again, I wouldn't be shocked if he's on the team next year because of the financial hit. We'll see what happens there, but. Because yeah, because of the big cap hit, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I think it's 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 it's, it's time if if you have one of the, if you have a top four or five pick, you you got you got to take the opportunity to take a quarterback. Because you look at this year's draft, the Bears are going to have two first round picks. You know, one of those two top top picks isn't going to be a quarterback because because the Panthers are because they'll they'll take a quarterback probably take a quarterback with one of those. The Cardinals. We don't know what they're going to, the Cardinals are going to do. We, I mean, there's a very good chance they keep Kyler Murray and take Marvin Harrison Jr. if they have a high draft pick. And then your Patriots—that's another team that I think mm-hmm. is going to take a quarterback. So it's really going to come down to three teams: the Bears, the Giants, and Patriots. Probably for Caleb Williams and Drake May. So it's, it's, yeah, so uh, yeah, so if, if the Giants are in that position, they got no choice. They got they got to take a QB.
2: Yeah, they absolutely do. You know, you got to go out and. Go hopefully start over, but then that probably me and I know Dable won Coach of the Year, but that you know could that probably resets the clock for Dable too for at least you got to probably give him two years of that new quarterback. Yeah, so because I can't imagine the the Giants fire him. No, I, you can't just fire another coach after two years. You just you can't. No, no, you even if it's a that. total
1: disaster and they finish two and fifteen, the only way I can see them firing was if they completely fall apart. They start quitting on him. The locker room falls apart. And they go 2-15. and But, like, yeah, say they go 4-13 and and get a top, and they have, like, the number four pick. You can't fire him there.
2: What about if Mara thinks he can go get Bill Belichick? Good
1: question. Good question. Good question. You you never know the relationship between Belichick. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know there's a relationship there between Belichick and Mara. And you know Belichick, if he gets fired in New England, he's going to want to coach. And this is the one place where he would want to do it because you know, Meredith would give him would give him total control.
2: Yeah, he would. He would. Now that I agree, great for you guys in the future. But you yeah. know, you know, but yeah, I, you know, it's, there's a lot going on about you know the Bill Belichick news right now. But yeah, I, I think that going back to Giants and kind of the quarterback position, or you know, you, yeah, you got to go trade. Or, I mean, you got to go draft somebody if you got the opportunity. Maybe the Packers could be in that spot either. Because man, I. They couldn't even blow out the Rams. Like, they could be another team that could sneak into that conversation as well. So, yeah, there's a lot of teams that are going to be in this conversation for for a quarterback. But, yeah, you know, with DeVito, it's kind of unfair that – because he's not an NFL guy. He's not – He's
1: he's, he's awful. He's he's awful. I I think Barkley's going to eventually start for this team. I just think because he's been in the league. I'm not saying he's good, but he's been in the league. And he's an upgrade over DeVito because DeVito is absolutely terrible. He had two interceptions in the game last week against the Raiders.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's not great. And, yeah. And Barkley, too, because right, he was with Buffalo with Dable, too. So he must he have was. already
1: a- – Great yeah, he understanding. Probably, yeah, he knows the playbook. I, yeah. I, I, he knows the playbook. So yeah, I, I definitely think it's going to be Matt Barkley eventually over Tommy DeVito because mm-hmm. Dable's already not even committed to Tommy DeVito this week.
2: Um, I think it came out ten minutes ago that he is starting from. He is
1: starting. Okay. Yeah, I saw it ten gotcha. minutes ago.
2: So it's um, yeah, he's confirmed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So,
1: DeVito going to start against the Cowboys, which makes yeah. sense because Barkley kind of just got there, got up to speed. But but by by this might be this is probably this, there's a good chance this could be Tommy DeVito's last start for the Giants. And this could, this may even be his last start in the NFL with the way probably. he's been
2: playing. Probably. Yeah. You know, again, Jersey kid. I don't know. He, you know, he, like it's a cool story. I get, I, you know, I know he grew up like 10 minutes away from MetLife, but yeah, he just, he's not, you know, he's not, yeah, he's not, you know, don't fear to put him in this position. Cause he ain't ready. And I don't think he's ever really going to be an NFL starting quarterback. So it's a tough spot, but yeah, I think, yeah, Barkley's probably going to be the safe bet here. Uh, in the next, yeah, you know, next couple weeks.
1: Yeah, yeah, but the look at the big picture with Jones, though. Like we said, you got. I think you got to move on. Right? You got to move on. It's unfortunate. It's, it's, it's. it's it, we never thought we'd be at this point. During, uh, we never thought we'd be at this point, especially at the end of last year, because he had just won a playoff game. Uh, we thought he had. Be, he had became the guy for the Giants, but this year he just couldn't stay healthy. And let's be honest, he regressed. He regressed. I mean, yeah. two touchdowns, six picks. I know the offensive line was terrible, but he regressed as well.
2: He definitely did. Yeah. And, you know, and I, yeah, some of that was probably the offensive line just has not been great all year. Has he hasn't been able to get much time to get rid of the football at all this year? Um, but yeah, he hasn't looked great like outside the second half against the Cardinals. Um, and actually, I just thought of this too. How, you know, with the Giants kind of messing around this offseason with Barkley and didn't want to give him that extra million, million or, you know, two million dollars. You could have, you know, they just gave him Barkley that money. You could have just franchised Jones and you could have just cut bait with him this offseason. Like, that, you know, that's that,
1: that would have been the right move. That would have been the right move. Cause now, looking at the Giants, say you get the number, you get the number four pick in the draft, or you get the number two pick in the draft and Drake May is sitting there. You're going to, you're going to take him. But the problem is, is what are you going to do with Daniel Jones? He's got this, I think if the Giants cut him, it's like 69 million in, against the cap against the cap this year so and and even if they keep him it's like 47 million against the cap so yeah you're right you know and I listen I was a proponent of you know doing what they did you know signing Jones long term and uh and uh and 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 franchising Barkley but realistically it probably should have been the other way around
2: yeah it probably should because like yeah like yeah you know Jones just won that playoff game last year but like it was still like you kind of felt like going in, like he could be the guy, but we're still not totally sure. And it would have been good to franchise him, give him the season. It'd be the make or break, but yeah, cause you kind of had to sign him long-term. You got into that, you know, situation with Barkley, you had to give him the money and yeah, it just, you know, again, that, that, you know, you got to kind of probably put that on uh, Shane there. Cause that, that kind of messes with, up the head. Without, hit. without a
1: doubt, without a doubt. I mean, yeah, without a doubt. that uh, definitely is on Joe Shane
2: yeah not, yeah don't agree i know you know he's got to hopefully it's on one of these quarterbacks it's you know he's gonna have to
1: yeah he's got he's yeah he's got to hit. If, if if jones is done yeah he's got to hit he's got to he's got to hit on the quarterback or he's going to be gone so if, if, if yeah if say they get drake may drake may has got a hit for this team or he's gonna or it's, it's gonna be over for him
2: yeah absolutely you know especially in new york and you know um a great start last season, but yeah, you know, he's got to make the right decision here. That's Caleb, Drake May, one of those, you know, whoever you can get. Uh, yeah, he's got to make the right call, and you know, we'll we'll see. It's definitely make or break. Uh, gonna be a make it, you know, may that's gonna be a maker, uh, make or break draft for the or you know, top pick there for New York.
1: Absolutely, without question, without question. Now, we'll get to the game this week. This is not going to be much of a game between the Giants and Cowboys. I think this is a game This is a game where the Cowboys cruised, and just like last time. I think uh, Dak has a big game. Dak had a great game last week against the Eagles. Uh, he, had, he, he played really, really well against the Eagles. I think it continues against the Giants. He has a huge week. I think there was two or three touchdown passes. I think the Cowboys forced a couple turnovers. The Cowboys defense is opportunistic. So you know they're going to force turnovers from Tommy DeVito. I got the Cowboys winning this one going away. I think the, the score won't even be indicative. Of how big of a blowout this is, I got the Cowboys winning it thirty to ten over the Giants. And if Justin, I assume you got the same.
2: Yeah, I got twenty seven to six. I just this is a game where the Cowboys just go out and just bully their opponent. And you know, maybe the Cowboys kind of just run the football, get out of there, try to you know, running clock, and it, it gets this thing over within three hours. But yeah, uh, Devito's gonna have a long day. I think there going be a couple turnovers. Uh, definitely gonna be a rough afternoon for the Giants. And yeah, Dallas should do whatever they want yet again against New York.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It just seems like Dak Prescott. Has owned the ever since 2016. It just seems like Dak Prescott has completely owned the Giants. I mean, the Giants had much more success against Tony Romo, but to be fair, Romo went up against much better Giants teams than this.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, he did. You know, yeah, much more competitive Giants team. So yeah, Dak, uh, Dak's, had a lot of success. He's loved playing against the Giants, and I know you guys finally thought maybe this would be the year you'd knock him off. But yeah, it, gonna have to win another year.
1: It definitely isn't. Let me tell you something about Fox. I think they bet that I think they regret not flexing this game. I think they, they regret not having this is the one, it's a one o'clock game and having the game we're going to talk about next. with the 49ers and the Jaguars is the four o'clock game. I think they definitely regret that.
2: Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm surprised they didn't flex out any of these primetime games this week. They're not very, really, I know. I think not, they had
1: some faith in the Raiders. The Raiders, the Raiders, the Raiders, they played well. But yeah, yeah, definitely a move Fox wishes they made. Flexing that at uh, flex, flexing this Giants Cowboys game out of 425.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. You know, it's it's the Cowboys, they'll still get ratings, but exactly. yeah, it's gonna exactly. be a much yeah, Niners, Niners Jags will be much it much should be a much more uh tight game.
1: Yeah, and speaking of Niners Jags, that's the game we'll talk about next. And uh this is gonna be a really good game. It's gonna be a really good game between these two teams. Jack funny, one team's one team's been playing really well, and one team hasn't. You have the Jaguars who've won five in a row against the Niners that lost three in a row. Both these teams are coming off a bye week. I think this is going to be a close competitive game. But I think the difference in this game is, even though Trevor Lawrence is clearly clearly a better quarterback than Brock Purdy, I think he's the quarterback. Purdy's the quarterback who makes less mistakes. I do think, Christian, even though the Jags stop the run run really well, I do think Christian McCaffrey has a really, really good day. on It has a pretty good day on the ground. I do think Purdy mer- uh, manages the game well. And I do think this Niners defense forces a couple turnovers from from uh from Trevor Lawrence, I think it comes right down to the end where the Niners defense makes a stop and they win it close. I just can't see seven and two Jacksonville, five and four 49ers. I just can't see that, and I can't see the Niners losing four in a row. I just, I said that the other I said it against the Bengals, and they end up losing three in a row. But I just can't see this Niners team losing four in a row, especially especially with the additions they made at the trade deadline, going out and getting Chase Young, putting Chase Young and Joey and and Nick Bosa together. I just can't see this Niners team losing four in a row. That's why I got them this week. I got the I got the Niners beating the Jags 20 to 16. But Justin, can Trevor Lawrence lead the Jags to their fifth straight win and hand they no their sixth straight win and hand the Niners their fourth straight loss.
2: I'm with you too. I got the Niners twenty seven to twenty. I just I can't see the Niners losing four straight. I just think they're too good of a roster. I think the bye came at the right time for San Francisco to kind of fix some things. Um you know, offensively, Purdy to get fully healthy, and yeah, you know this Jacksonville secondary. I think it's where um, San Francisco's is going to have some success through the air. You know, you might be able to get Debo Samuel back, and I think that's going to be a huge addition. I think George Kittle is going to have a big day, and I think Purdy does not make too many mistakes in this one. And I think, um, you know, when you know, and obviously they'll get McCaffrey involved, and he'll he'll have a good game on the ground and catching some passes through the air. And I do think the Niners find a way to break that streak and get their first win in, in about a month here and go on the road, to beat Jacksonville.
1: And I think this is a big game. To, this is a big game to see where these teams fall in their respective conferences. Because if the Niners lose this, I don't know if you could say they're a top three, top they they definitely can't say they're a top two team in the conference because they'd be five and four and they more than likely would be in second place in their division. Now, if Jacksonville wins, you probably would, would put them easily top three in the AFC with the uh, Chiefs and the Ravens. But say the Niners win, then I'd say the Niners are back to being a top two team in the NFC. And if Jacksonville wins, then you probably would say "Eh, they might not be on they might not be on Baltimore's level. They might not be on Kansas City's level. So this is definitely a big game in terms of where these teams fall in their respective conferences.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. With the Niners, they're kind of still, you know, right there. It's kind of, you know, seems like it's going to be even though the Cowboys played the Eagles really well. I got to see in January. But, you know. Kind of all thought all year it's kind of be Niners-Eagles-NFC uh, championship game. But, yeah, they lose another one. It really opens the door up for, you know, Dallas or maybe even Detroit. And, yeah, you kind of think maybe, me you know, even though maybe Detroit is better than them. And, yeah, with Jacksonville, team that's 6-2, yeah, that probably wants some, you know, respect on their name and kind of wants to – you know, wants to be in that spot there, trying to get the buy. You know, that's still possible. I know the Ravens are seven to two. You got to cheese at seven to two as well. But you know, Jack if J- Jacksonville kind of wants that buy, wants that one spot, and yeah, to kind of be up there with the Baltimore's of the world, the Kansas City's of the world, it's definitely a game that um, you know they got. They, you know, they got to win and kind of prove it to to the, uh, the rest of the NFL world that they uh, that they kind of belong with the rest of the contenders.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And, and last year they did get to get to the. Uh, they did get to the to the conference they get to get to get to the divisional round but but they but yeah they got they got to prove that they're they're gonna they can do it consistently and a win like this would put them on that top level of the afc but we are going to move on to a big afc north matchup in baltimore as the browns travel to baltimore to face the ravens you got a matchup of two top defenses here i mean, both these defenses are top four in the league they're both really really good so I think this is, again, this is definitely a much better game than the game they had in week four when, Durian, when DTR started and that was disastrous the Ravens crushed them. But I think this is going to be a competitive game. I think, that, uh, I think the difference in the game, though, is going to be the running game. I think the Ravens will run the football better because they've ran the ball really, really well recently. And I do think uh, the Ravens will force some turnovers off from Deshaun Watson. I don't think Lamar is going to turn the ball over. I think that's going to be the difference in the game. And I think it's gonna come right down to the end, probably with the ball in Deshaun Watson's hands and this Ravens defense making a stop. And that's why I got the Ravens going to eight and two and winning this game. I got the Ravens beating the Browns twenty-four to seventeen. But Justin, can Watson help the Browns get revenge from Week Four?
2: No, I got the I got Baltimore as well twenty-four to sixteen in this one. Um, I think you know Watson looked pretty good last week, but it was against Arizona. And, yeah, the way this Baltimore defense is playing, I think they're going to get after Deshaun Watson. I think he'll make a couple of mistakes. And in the first meeting, Baltimore did a really good job of kind of slowing down Mari Cooper. You know, DTR, targeted him six times, but, you know, he only had one catch in that game. And, I, you know, Baltimore is kind of going to make some other guys beat them. And I think, you know, because Cooper's kind of the one kind of weapon at the wide receiver spot where you, you're kind of – I know Elijah Moore's got some speed, but, like, we just really haven't seen it a ton out of him yet. Um, you know, like he's somebody that, you know, maybe could have a big day. But I I think, you know, I, I think the Browns defense keeps them in it, but I think Watson, you know, makes a couple of mistakes and Lamar Jackson outplays them and makes a couple more plays.
1: I think the biggest thing with the Ravens right now, seeing the way seeing the way they've been playing, you know, they they've won four in a row, they destroyed the Seahawks, they destroyed the Lions. I think the biggest question with the Ravens right now is are they the best team? And, and, and are they the, are, should they be the favorite in the AFC? I'm still going to say no. I'm still going to go Kansas City. I'm still going to go Kansas City until anyone beats them. Because a lot of talk about Miami last week and then Kansas City won. And I think and Kansas City's defense is pretty good, too. And I know their offense isn't as good, but I think Kansas City's still a pretty well-rounded team, even though their offense hasn't played as well. Baltimore's a very well-rounded team, too. But when it comes down to it in the playoffs, I'm going to take Mahomes over Lamar. So – I still don't think they're the best. I think they're the second best team in the NFC, in the AFC, but I don't think they're the best team in the AFC.
2: I'm going to take Baltimore. I am starting to get concerned with Kansas City's offense. I know you still have Mahomes, but it's like your wide receivers can't catch the football. It doesn't matter how good you are. You know, yeah. like, and Kelsey yeah. is, you know.
1: Yeah, you saw that with Brady in
2: 2019. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the drop passes. Yeah, did did destroyed a couple of their games you know they just yeah because guys just could not hang on the football and you saw Brady's frustration with that all year and you know look um one of the best quarterbacks out there that defense is really really good but like I know Mahomes is like we're working on we're gonna fix it but it's like you're already in week 10 like you know I know you know like maybe they could fix it after this bye but I just I don't I don't – I got to see it first. You know, I know they have the Eagles coming up after this bye here on Monday Night Football, and that will be a really good test for them. But the way Baltimore is playing, they're just shredding everybody. And I think, you know, it took Baltimore a couple of weeks of kind of getting rhythm with Todd Munkin's new offense. But I think they've really figured it out. And I think the way Lamar is playing, he's playing at MVP-type level right now. And he probably should be the favorite to win the MVP at the moment. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. I'm I would agree. Gonna, I, don't wanna, I'm gonna... I
1: don't. I don't want. I don't want to hear about Tua. I'll take him no. for over for MVP over two any day of the week. Tua has been a good team. I don't want to hear about the quarterback rating. Tua has not being a good team. I'm, I'll take Lamar any day of the week over two to win MVP.
2: No, yeah, absolutely. You know, I got to see. Yeah, I got to see that ball. I mean, that Miami team beat somebody um, over five hundred. For I could start giving giving that award to Tua. So yeah, I just right now the way Baltimore's playing, I think they're the best team right now because they could they could shut you down. And again, them and you know look if it, if Kansas City ends up getting the one seed, yeah, maybe I'm a little bit concerned Baltimore going there, but you know I, I I know Mahomes and that team's done it and like Mahomes has not played a you know a game on the road yet in the playoffs, but i I am kind of concerned about that offense right now.
1: Oh, you gotta be you gotta be a little bit concerned, yeah, especially with the receiving core that that's the thing. Kelsey's still one of the top tight ends in the league. offensive line is still decent, but that receiving core majorment yeah, big concern because you look at some of their games. They didn't get over twenty points against the Broncos. They didn't get over twenty points last week. It wasn't for that fumble at the end of the half? They probably lose that game to the Dolphins. So, yeah, this this offense—you made a good, really good point. It is, really, it is, it is, it is not what it's been. Even though they have Patrick Mahomes, even though it's not terrible, it's just not as great as it's been.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It it hasn't like outside of that Bear games when they put up forty one points. It, their offense
1: has it hasn't really done up, much. They did put up thirty one on the Chargers, but yeah, still yeah. They have a good point. They just haven't. They, yeah, they just haven't done they haven't done what a Patrick, what a team with Patrick Holmes or their quarterback would do.
2: Yeah, no, they haven't so far. And it's just kind of, it's starting to get to the point where it's like, you know, you're kind of running out of time. You know, I know, you know, this is kind of the time in November you start to kind of figure it all out, but you know, by the time they get back, you know, so it'll be kind of the final kind of stretch run here when they get off the bye, and, you know, look, it's, their defense has really picked it up. Yeah. As you mentioned, and their defense has really helped out their offense this year and, I just, yeah, like if your waters here you just can't catch the football, it's very tough to win, you know. Like, I, I, Rashid Rice, I think, is going to be pretty good, but like he's had a couple of drops and key moments. So that's just the thing, you know. And I, again, like still sometimes on third down near the red zone, like they just haven't been great. Like some of the, you know, I just think sometimes Andy Reid play calling is just too cute in some situations where it's like, you know, like on third and one, it's like they won't even. Was it Sunday? I forgot what the moment, but like it was third and one, fourth and one. They could have gone to QB Sneak and they, they, um, I think they threw the ball, or whatever, and they got stuck, you know, like, why don't you try a QB Sneak or something? It's just, I, I the some of the play calling, too, just kind of concerns me as well.
1: Oh, it's got to, it, it's got to, it, it's got to. It. So, yeah, so the Ravens right now in really, really good shape. A lot of people think they're the best team. I think they're the second best team, but if they win on Sunday, they'll, they, they, they will, they will definitely, they definitely, uh, they de- there's definitely an argument. They not only are the best team in the AFC. But, but are the best team in football. But we are going to move on to a game in Germany with your Patriots, who have been playing very, very poorly. I mean, after last week, I, I mean, there might be one time I might even consider picking the Patriots all year, maybe that Giants game. But, but yeah, this, but, the, but, the, uh, yeah, this team is just not good. And the, the team they're playing, the Colts, is surprisingly decent. I mean, I especially, on the, especially on the offensive side of the ball, winch you and you said it earlier in the year. Mitchu is not done that bad of a job. They got a really good running game with Zach Moss and Jonathan Taylor. Got a good offensive line. I think that that they control this game. I think they run the football really well in this game. I know that Bill will Bill will try to stop it, but we saw last week Bill's quote unquote great against young quarterbacks and Sam Howell had a great a really good game against him. So I think the Colts have a good game running the football. I think Minshew manages the game. He throws a couple touchdown passes. I do think the Patriots move the ball in this Colts defense because the Colts defense outside of DeForest Buckner is not very good. So, but even though they had those two pick sixes last week they're, they're not they're not very good so I think this game comes right down to the end but I got the Colts winning this and I think I got the Colts winning this on a game winning field goal in Germany I got the Colts beating the Pats 23 to 20 but Justin can the Pats get a win going into their bye week
2: I don't think so after last week I got Colts 23 to 17 um you couldn't be a Washington team that just traded two of their better defensive players and you st- Still needed some help from your defense to kind of, you know, put you in in, in range to be able to score points. Like I just, this offense is broken. Um, The JC Jackson stuff too, and benching Jack Jones, I guess they just came out a little bit ago. They, they were, uh, they missed curfew on Saturday night in the hotel. Oh my God.
1: Please, please. This is, this is getting so old. It's getting so old with this. Oh, miss curfew. Miss this. It's just, please stop.
2: The curfew I get, like, you got, you should probably be – you should yeah, probably yeah.
1: – Yeah, but you know what? The, the problem is, is, you know, Bill's put this garbage on the field, and he's giving this team a, yeah. a really good chance to win. So I'm so tired of this stuff with him. And then you see at the end of the game, you know how they lose? They yeah. jump off sides yeah. on special yeah. teams, which Bill puts a major, major emphasis on. We're going to put an emphasis on special teams, and guess what happens? They jump off sides on special teams, and that's how they lose the yeah. game. Or, or, yeah, or not completely lose it, but don't give Mac Jones yeah.
2: enough time. Yeah. Then you had the holding on the return, which backed you up even more. So yeah, it's just um, it it, it yeah, it's just they, you know they're not a good football team. They're not a disciplined team. Jason Jackson has been told that he uh, to stay home. He is not on the flight. I think J- Jack Jones is. On the you know, so I, I think Jack Jones is gonna be playing Sunday, I would hope, because we have no secondary at all. I do not want to see Sean Wade and uh Miles Bryan out there that oh those two are awful. Yeah. um, but yeah, I think Mentre just I think Mentre plays well. Yeah, you know, same how you know again they should have scored before the half of Washington. Sam Howell gave the you know gift drafted interception in the end zone for the Patriots. Like you know, I don't trust this defense right now. This offense I just think is completely. Just out of sync. Nothing's kind of working. I just, you know, it's kind of at the point where, you know, I just, again, like, maybe we could beat the Giants in a couple weeks. Like, I would hope if Tommy DeVue is a starting quarterback, we win that game. But other than that, I just, now there's reports that crap would get rid of Belichick after this game. I don't see that happening, but I could see if they lose the Giants, but I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see crap firing them midseason. I just don't. And I just think it's gonna get ugly. Sounds like it's gonna.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think we just lost kind of
2: show crap that uh, you owe me a lot of money if you want to fire me. So I, 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 things aren't good right now. And I'm and with them going to Germany, I'm wondering too. Like Robert Kraft's gonna to have to speak. So like we're gonna kind of, you know, he probably won't give up much, but like he's gonna to have to kind of speak on everything going on. So it'll kind of be interesting to hear from him. I think they're leaving today after practice over to Germany.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, 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 don't think he's gonna fire him after this game. I don't think they're gonna fire him in season, but I could see them getting fired or them part. I definitely, I would, I actually would be surprised now if they, if they didn't part ways at the end of the season the way things are going. The way things are going, absolutely terribly. And I, I, I definitely, I definitely could see, this, could see this, I definitely could see this ending. And it needs to end, especially with him as the general manager and even with him as the head coach. You know, there were mistakes on Sunday that you never, that you really did, never saw from a Bill Belichick coach team. I think he's definitely losing it. I think you have to move on from everything. I think you have to move on. I, and I heard rumors of Mike Vrabel and Nick Casario. Now, if you're Casario, you, you'd be a fool to leave Houston with the way C.J. Stroud's playing. And even if you're Mike Vrabel, the way if if Will Levis shows you that he could be the guy, you shouldn't leave Tennessee. So, yeah, it's it's just really bad. I, I, I would not be surprised at all if, if Bill Belichick is gone, and Bill Belichick should be gone. And you know what? In the last four years, this is on Bill Belichick. He put this team together. And, it, and they have failed to have success.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the Yeah. You know, you, you yeah, know, that was a great point. Yeah. He, he, he built the team. And, you know, I don't, he's always put blame on him and everybody else. And it's always kind of, you know, but yeah, he, he's the one that put this thing all together. And this team has just, it's been a train wreck. Like, you know, Taekwondo, in the second round pick, like, he can't he, like, I, I, they really can't even get, you know, they, Got him on the field last week, but he did nothing. It kind of doesn't look like he knows really what he's doing out there. Um, the offensive line just, you know, trying to be cheap and just trying to kind of fix this all together. It just, it just, it just hasn't worked. And yeah, it just it's gotten to a point where I think everybody's frustrated it, about it. I heard the atmosphere Sunday was awful at Gillette Stadium. I heard even the parking lots before the game tailgating. It was, you know, a lot more quiet than usual. So yeah, I just I, and again, Robert Kraft was a fan before like he sat there in the back in the 70s when this team was pathetic so there's also that kind of the fan in him as well and you could and and um when they were showing robert Kraft and his son jonathan you could see jonathan going we're not good enough like so yeah it's not good and yeah i i I think they're gonna they're gonna have to split you you're just gonna have to i i like rabel but i it sounds like this would be his dream job too so that's why i think he would leave tennessee but i'm with you it's like you're gonna to have to come here. You know, you don't know who your quarterback's gonna be, or just, you know, and if you draft one, you don't know if he's gonna be the guy or not. So, yeah, you know, we'll we'll see what happens.
1: And that's why Will Levis' success is really gonna determine if he's gonna stay in Tennessee or not. That's why he already announced Will Levis to being the starter for the rest of the season because his success is probably gonna determine is he gonna is he gonna is he gonna still be there or is he gonna you know. Go to New England, and and talking about Kraft, yeah, he was a fan, and he's seeing that these fans are, are not into this team. He's seeing that the atmosphere is terrible, and he's just not like that. Robert Kraft is not going to like the atmosphere being terrible at Gillette Stadium because he he because uh, he he for, for twenty years it, it was great when Tom Brady was there, and then he, every year it just gotten worse and worse. It just got every year since pretty much twenty twenty one when they made the playoffs. It's just gotten worse and worse and worse, and now they're one of the worst teams in football. So. I would not be shocked at all if a change is made. It should, and, and like I said earlier, it should be made.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. It should be. You know, I didn't think we'd get to this point And I felt like Bill should walk when Bill wants to walk. But at this point, you just you got to just absolutely destroy this thing from the ground up. You got to you got to absolutely get rid of everybody that's got because Bill's got every kind of, you know, Bill's all over that organization. You just got to get rid of all of that this offseason and just absolutely reset now. It's a time, especially if you could get a guy like Caleb Williams or Drake May to kind of reset things. You you, you gotta because uh it's not good and it's not gonna get corrected. And look, they have 110 million dollars in cap at the moment for this offseason. So they get the right guy in here and the right kind of GM, they could turn this thing around pretty quickly. That's that's the key thing. So they can hit on these hires more than likely in the quarterback or the draft. You know, they could be in position again in a couple years or maybe even Battle for Walker. Maybe next year they go after the right free agents.
1: Yep, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So we'll see what happens with the Patriots going forward. But we will move on to tomorrow night's game between the Panthers and the Bears. Ironically, the Bears have both of these picks, so it's a win-win situation for the Bears. But I do think the Panthers come in and pull the upset. I think their defense forces a couple turnovers from Badgett or uh Justin Fields. I think that Bryce Young in this game plays mistake-free, and I'm going to go with the team with the better coach. I'm going go with the Panthers, seventeen to thirteen over the bears, Justin, who you got?
2: I'm with the bears 24 to 17. I, you know, I know it's uh, you know, Badger, I think, you know, th- again, they probably should have lost a lot more last week. They, they, they lost turnover battle five to five to nothing. Um, But the Panthers show stopped stop the run. I think the bears will have enough success on the ground and, you know, Young had a couple of bad throws last week. I kind of see him doing the same thing again this week. Again, I think he'll make some plays against a bad Chicago defense. But I'll take the um I'll take the Bears to get the the win on Thursday night.
1: Big big game in the NFC as the Saints take on the Vikings. I think this is a close game. I think this is this is going to be a close game, but I do think the Saints defense is going to force Dobbs to turn the ball over a couple of times. And I do think that the Saints will run the ball better with Kamara than the Vikings will with Madison. And that's why I got the Saints winning a close one here. I got the Saints winning it twenty-four to twenty. But Justin, can Dobbs lead the Vikings to their fifth straight win?
2: No, I it was a great story last week coming in in relief and getting that win. But I got the Saints 21-17 to 17 as well in this one. The Saints should have won by more than a possession or yeah. by one possession they last week. They missed
1: field goals. They didn't convert a fourth yep. down.
2: Yep. And then they should have kicked that last one. They go yep. up by two scores. So, yep. you know, just some bad, you know, the red zone, you know, probably going to see more Taysom Hill in red zone situations. But, um, you know, I think Dodds will make a couple of plays. But they're playing a really good Saints defense that I think will get after them. I think we'll put pressure on them. Again, gonna have better knowledge of the playbook this week, um, but I think the Saints find a way on the road to knock off Minnesota.
1: We got the Steelers. We got the uh, Packers heading to Pittsburgh to face the Steelers, and in this game, I think this is a game that's close for a half, but I think in the second half, the Steelers defense takes over in this game. I think that I think, that, I, think that, I think their defense forces a couple turnovers from Jordan Love. I think they sacked Jordan Love a couple of times. I th- and I think I think uh, Najee Harris has a pretty good game on the ground. I think Kenny Pickett manages this game. And I got the Steelers going to six and three. I'll take the team with the better coach, right? Coach and the better roster. I get the Steelers going to six and three, beating the Packers 24 to 13. But Justin, can Jordan Love lead the Packers to their second straight win?
2: I don't see that happening. I got Pittsburgh 16 to 10 in this one. Um, It's going to be an ugly football game. I think the Steelers are going to get some takeaways in this one from Jordan Love. And, you know, again, Pittsburgh this year, this is, they're five and three, but they've been outgained in every single one of their games.
1: But coaching. coaching, yeah, that's, coaching. That's, what, that's good coaching that's that's what good
2: coaching yeah. does yeah you can't keep winning that way you i
1: know not, i know I want to think but. i know and the thing about pickett is pickett needs to improve i know pickett's great at the end of the games but yeah. he needs to be as good at the end of the game at the beginning at the beginning and for 3 quarters as he is on the last drive and he's not even been close to as good for 3 quarters as he is on the last drive that's the problem right now for pittsburgh
2: yeah it is and I'd like to see him get a new OC. I've never liked Matt Canada. Like, I didn't like him at his college stops. Like, he was with uh, Les Miles for a bit at, like, LSU. Like, I've never been a big fan of Matt Canada. I'd like to see him get somebody new in there and kind of see what what they can get, kind of unleash something with Pickett. But, yeah, he's got to be more consistent um, at the beginning of the game than, than, yeah, the final drives of the game. But in this – yeah, so, again, going back to this game, I just – I can't trust the Packers offensive score at all. And I think Pittsburgh's defense is going to capitalize off a couple of turnovers.
1: Got the Texans and the Bengals. C.J. Stroud had a great week last week. He goes up against Joe Burrow, who's been playing great the last couple of weeks. He is going to probably be without Jamar Chase this week. So I do think this game is close and competitive. But Burrow, I think, throws a couple of touchdown passes. I do think C.J. Stroud throws a, throws a touchdown pass or two. But I do think the rookie makes a big mistake in this game. And I think that's going to be the difference. And that's why I'm going to go with the Bengals to go to 6-3 and three, and the Texans to go to 4-5. and five. I get the Bengals winning this game 27, 20, but Justin can Stroud lead the Texans to a huge upset on the road.
2: No, I get the Bengals. This one 28 to 20. Um, you know, I think Stroud they're playing a, um, they're playing, you know, defense that's pretty good. I think he's going to make some throws in this one, but I, I think Burrow is going to just outscore them in this one. I just don't think he'd be able to keep up. I think Burrow's going to have a big day, even if Jamar Chase doesn't play. And, you know, I think, you know, Stroud, uh, yeah, maybe there's a mistake or two in this one that he makes. I think he'll keep his team in it. You know, I think maybe the Texans might get something going on the ground game in this one that will help him out. But I just don't see him being able to put up uh, enough points in this one to keep up with Joe Burrow and that offense.
1: Got Will Levis and the Titans heading down to Tampa to face the Bucs. And I think it's another, it's another really close game. I think that uh, I think that Will Levis has a good game. I think he plays well. There's a couple touchdown passes. I do think Baker Mayfield plays pretty well. But I think this game comes right down to the end with the ball in Baker's hands. And he does not get the jam- game game does not get the job done. Or the tight the this this, this game turns down to Will Levis having the ball in his hands and the Bucks defense not getting the job done like like just like last week. I got the Titans going to four and five, Bucks going to three and six. If the Titans winning this game, twenty-six to twenty. But Justin, can Baker help the help the Bucks snap their four-game losing streak? I
2: yeah, I got the Bucks in this one, 21 to seventeen. I think he plays well enough at home, and I think they're I think they do, you know, I, I think Tampa's defense does enough to help them kind of stop the run in this one. And I think Baker makes enough plays through the air against, you know, a, d- a decent Tennessee, um you know, secondary. And I think, you know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin kind of get going this week. And I think they kind of manage this game. I think they protect Baker Mayfield well enough in this one. And then they get home. Uh Tampa Bay bounces bounces back this week from a tough loss last one last week. And, uh you know, get the win to go four and five.
1: Got a pretty good game in LA as the Lion as the Lions off their bye week head out to LA to face the Chargers. And again, it's another good game. I think that Jared Goff plays well, throws a couple touchdowns. I think Herbert plays well, but I but again, I do think the Chargers will lose because Herbert will make a mistake, make a mistake late in the game, or Brandon Staley will make a coaching mistake late in the game. He's not facing Zach Wilson this week. He's facing one of the top teams in the NFC. So I'm gonna go with the Lions here. I got the Lions winning this game. 27 to 20 over the chargers but justin can herbert lead the chargers to their third straight win
2: no i get the lines as well same score as you 27 to 20 um i was not impressed with the Chargers' offense last or on monday night they had less than 200 yards of offense and they still won by 21 points kind of shows you how bad the jets offense is at the moment um and like the only you know they, they have Keenan allen And then, you know, he uses Austin Eckler out of the backfield as well. But, like, you know, what wide receiver can emerge this week? Like, they got to get, you know, their first round pick, um, Johnson going, you know, Jalen Guyton. You know, like, they need one of those, um, you know, they they need another wide receiver to kind of step up and help out and take some pressure off of Keenan Allen. And I think the Lions, you know, kind of shut that down, make sure that Keenan Allen doesn't beat them in this one. And uh, Detroit goes on the road coming off the bye. They knock off the Chargers.
1: We got an NFC matchup in Arizona as the Falcons. We lost a heartbreaker last week, faced the Cardinals in Arizona. But this game won't be as easy as you think because Kyler, it looks like Kyler Murray will be back for the Cardinals. So I think this is a close, competitive game. But I think the difference in this game is going to be, I think, that B. John Robinson is going to have his best game in a while. I think B. John Robinson is going to have a good game throwing the ball. I don't think Taylor Heineski is going to make the big, mis- big mistake in this game. He made some mistakes last week. I don't think he makes them this week. I think Kyler Murray plays pretty well, but I think he's going to be a little bit rusty. So I got the Falcons winning this game 23 to 20 over the Cardinals. But Justin, can Kyler Murray get a win this first start of the season?
2: No, I got Atlanta 21 to 16. I think you know Atlanta's a team that could, you know, be or lose anybody week in and week out. Um, but with Murray this week, yeah, I think the Russ is gonna be there. And he's running a new scheme this year as well. And he's been running air raid for again, like since he was at Oklahoma, like, I don't, you know, I don't know what he was running in high school. So like, he's running a totally different kind of new scheme here. And, you know, how, you know, how healthy, you know, again, I know that he's probably healthy enough to play, but he is a good runner. Like, can he kind of scramble out of the pocket, the offensive line, um, you know, if Atlanta's able to kind of get some pressure on him, I think you're going to see some rust this week. I think you know, Atlanta's Atlanta's going to kind of just control this thing with their ground game. And I got Atlanta um, finding a way to, to uh, beat the Cardinals this week.
1: We got the Commanders heading out to Seattle to face the Seahawks. And uh, I I think that Seattle, this is kind of a get-right game for Seattle. I think it'll be close early on, but I think Kenneth Walker is a big game. I think Geno Smith, who has been struggling, finally plays well. I do think the Seahawks' defense forces some turnovers from Sam Howell, even though Sam Howell's played well. I think they force some turnovers from Sam Howell. And I like the Seahawks here. I like the Seahawks winning this one 31-17. But, Justin, can Sam Howell – we go, go out to Seattle and win a big game and keep the commanders in this playoff race.
2: No, I got Seattle 23 to 20. Um, I think, you know, I, I think Sam Howell's going to make some throws in this one. I think they'll be able to do enough against, Um, you know, I think, they'll, I think Sam Howell's going to have a good day against, against the secondary of Seattle. You know, they got to get, get, you know, he's got to get rid of the ball quickly. They got to kind of scheme some things up for that. Just make sure you get, you know, instead of um, sitting back there and, you know, getting hit a lot and, you know, can they get some sort of a running game going against Seattle, which I think they can. But you know, will they act, will they try to actually run the football? Are they just going to drop them back? You know, forty times and just let them try to throw the ball all over the place? I think Seattle's offense does a little bit more than Washington's Washington's offense. I think that's why Seattle um, gets the win at home.
1: We got an AFC matchup on Sunday Night Football in Vegas, and we got the Jets, who had a bad loss on Monday Night, and the Raiders, who. Under Antonio Pierce, I know they faced the third string quarterback most of the game, but they played a lot more inspired for for Antonio Pierce. So but, but, so that's why I think this game is really close. I think it's really competitive. I think it's a defensive battle because every game the Jets play is a defensive battle because they got probably the best defense in the league, in my opinion, but they probably have the worst quarterback in the league, in my opinion, Zach Wilson. So I think this is a defensive battle. But I think the difference in this game is going to be, I do think Brees Hall – is going to have, I don't think he's going to have a great game, but he's going to have his best game that he had since the Broncos game. And I do think the jet defense will force a turnover or two from Aiden O'Connell. And that's why I got the jets going to five and four, beating the Raiders, uh, 16 to 13. But Justin can Antonio Pierce when his sec, when his second straight game as that coach.
2: I think he does. They got the Raiders 17 to 13. If they were playing pretty much anybody else, I'd probably go with the opponent, but the Raider, I mean, the jets just come off. It's a short week. You come off a, of- bad loss Monday night and I don't know if you heard Robert Sala's interview with Michael K show yesterday
1: yeah, I heard parts of it
2: yeah the I don't know if you heard the part when they asked him, uh you know why don't go you, Trevor Simeon over Zach Wilson he saw pretty much that I plead the fifth so <laughs> yeah. which tells me that means Woody Johnson or you know Joe Douglas is probably telling him that you gotta continue to start Zach Wilson so I just think at some point is this locker room going to lose Zach Wilson again? And I feel like the Raiders are doing all from this one with their, you know, with their defense. I think Max Crosby is going to get after uh, Zach Wilson. I think Wilson's going to make a couple interceptions, throw a couple interceptions this one. And I think the Raiders again find a way to find a way to win and somehow move the five and five.
1: That's crazy to think of, but <laughs> hey. Looking at the Raiders, I mean, going to Antonio Pierce looked like, looked like the right move. A lot more connected with the players. A guy I had a lot of respect for. He was a former middle linebacker with the Giants. So, yeah, I mean, it seemed like a lot more respect. The players respected uh, uh, Antonio Pierce a lot more than Josh McDaniels.
2: Did you hear the story? about heard the I heard the story, heard the yeah, story H- about, about
1: yeah. how Pierce ripped, 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 ripped McDaniels. <laughs> about how the Giants beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Yep. And McDaniels like, don't talk about the Patriots that way. Like, oh, I heard about the story.
2: Yep. Yeah, that yeah, that then yeah, that will get you fired if you're McDaniels. That will absolutely. So yeah, yeah. Again, that makes sense now that uh you know I'm Davis went to Pierce and all that. And yeah, you could see they're they're uh they played hard for him. They, they you know they had a oh, absolutely. You know, that great study. They they had a lot of fun in that uh, post game celebration there that looked like.
1: Oh yeah, and then looking at the Jets angle. I just don't know if they lose this game, they can keep trotting Zach Wilson out there. Because if they lose this game, this is a really big game for the Jets, they're gonna make the playoffs. Because if they lose this one, they got two divisional opponents coming up. They got Buffalo in Buffalo, in Buffalo, and then they got Miami on Black Friday. They lose this one. There's a very good chance they're going to be four and seven. And I think if and if, if if they're four and seven and Zach Wilson keeps playing, I think this locker room is going to fall apart. I think that, that Robert Salah is going to lose this locker room. I think if they lose this game, they got to seriously consider just what Michael K. K. said yesterday of going to Trevor Simeon.
2: Yeah. I totally agree with you. Cause yeah. Again, they, they lost confidence in last year. Yeah. You know, we saw the guys were marrying the white Mike white shirts and all that. And yeah, like, especially cause it's, it's, it's just so much to ask your defense week in and week out to continue to like, Hey, we got to keep teams and like the uh, high teens, low twenties have any chance. And at some point your defense is going to crack. And yeah, that, that could happen like next week against Buffalo. If, they lose this one they you know, like buffalo goes in early and they score yeah this whole thing could finally fall apart so yeah you know i'm with you. they got one of the best defenses in the league but yeah it's just it's a tough ass to keep telling them hey keep going out there and just you know trying to shut all these offenses down it's just at some point they're gonna crack and yeah that could be coming if they lose uh this week against vegas
1: absolutely absolutely I, I i could definitely see it happening i would not be surprised at all if if, if, if if they lose, but I do think they're going to win just because they have the better roster. They have the better roster. they going up against, this defense going up against Aiden, O'Con- Aiden O'Connell, and I just don't think this Aiden O'Connell can beat this this good Last week, the reason O'Connell had success is they were able to run the ball consistently with Josh Jacobs. They're not going to be able to do that this week against this. I know the jet defense statistically isn't great against the run, but they won't be able to run the ball uh, consistently with Josh Jacobs this week against this Jets defense.
2: No, no, I think they'll, they'll still, yeah, they they might struggle this week. I think they, you yeah, know, I think they'll be able to do Yeah, you know, and I thought O'Connell played well, but yeah, you know, they got up early and they are kind of able to dictate that, dictate the game and yeah, kind of just take control of it. And, you know, I think, you know, if they could kind of put O'Connell in some good spots and that offensive line could give enough time. Yeah. I think they got a chance, but yeah, it'll be a difficult test um, against this Jets defense. Cause yeah, that first, you know, in O'Connell's first game against the, uh, the chargers, you know, Cool. Mack had six sacks. Like, you know, can they, uh, you know, can they, can that offense, you know, the Jets get pressure on them. Then yeah, I think it could be a very long day for, uh, you know, count on that offense.
1: Absolutely. 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 So we'll wrap up talking about the Monday night game between the Broncos and the bills. And I think this game is a little bit closer than people think. I think Russell Wilson's actually played better recently. Ever since that jet game, Wilson has played better. And I think he actually plays. Ever since that. I mean, that chief starts the Chiefs Thursday night game the last two weeks. I think Wilson, has played better. He's been definitely been better this year than he was last year. He's not what he. I don't think he was, he's what he's what he was in Seattle, but I think he's, he's been better with Sean Payton, and I think he actually plays pretty well in this game. And uh, I think he throws a couple of touchdown passes. But I do think this is finally the game where the Bills' offense, you know, puts it together and, and plays well. I think it's close and competitive at the end, but I think the Bills' defense makes the big stop. And I got the Bills going to six and four, w- winning twenty eight to twenty. But Justin, can Wilson lead the Broncos to their third straight win?
2: No, I get the bills as well, 24 to 14. Yeah. You know, you mentioned, you know, Russell Wilson, yeah, he's already got 16 touchdown passes on the year. He only had 16 total last year. Um, yeah. I think the last kind of couple of weeks, they helped out their defense helped them out uh, in the last game against the Chiefs where they were able to uh, capitalize off of the four turnovers. And I think this is a week, but yeah, I'm with you. Like, you know, where Buffalo, they got all those injuries, but I feel like, that's, you know, maybe this is kind of the get right week against this Broncos team. I know they've been playing better. I know the defense is starting to improve as well. But I, you know, there's definitely some issues with the Bills right now. But I do think this is a game where they could win by double digits. And I think um, they're just, they got a little bit more talent than Broncos do.
1: Absolutely. 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 But that is going to wrap it up for Sports Talk with r But we are going to be back in a, in about 10 minutes. Uh, talking about the second week of the college football rankings coming out and the humongous game in Happy Valley. So make sure you tune in for that. Jones first down, wide open, it's Barkley. And Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team
0: this, they lob it to him, he taps it in off the glass!
2: How about that? Porter Morger, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball. Hands down.
1: Fins, two for three, he's done his part.
2: Fits, his drill,
1: the deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone! They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not, They're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're
2: trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees.
0: Hello, my name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group, and here at CMG we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Showing About the G-Men, and great true crime shows like Sticky Meek, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Bird, the Unsolved Murder of David Iman. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.